Hello, and welcome to Serene Reflections, a podcast of Dharma Talks from the Wallawa Buddhist Temple. I am Rev. Clarissa Beattie, a Zen monk and Buddhist priest from the mountains of Northeast Oregon, where we practice contemplative meditation, the Chan of Bodhidharma, the Zen of Dogen, the Serene Reflection Meditation of Rev. Master G.U. Kennett. You are invited to let yourself grow naturally still, to let go of the world for a while. Join us in listening in sound, in listening in stillness, turning within to listen from the heart that seeks the way. Coming and going, births and deaths, farewells and arrivals fill our days. They are like ocean waves, like our waving to each other as our paths cross and uncross on life's journey. A recent visitor to the temple was here to bid farewell, recounting what it was like finally to be fully retired, with a couple to have divested of most of their possessions and responsibilities, to have sold up their house and land, and to be heading off into the sunset for a time together with nothing but their RV and each other. As we sat out on the front porch together, he spoke of what it feels like not to know where they're headed, just heading out, probably north, but that could change if they felt like it. He spoke with delight of the sense of freedom that that brings. Told of their eagerness to move on, to live only from moment to moment, the anticipated joy of having to decide only this next turn left or right at the crossroads, choosing only whether to move on or stay put, just for now. Many of our friends in congregation share the circumstances of their lives as they send news, take refuge, and request transfers of merit. Over this last year and a half, we have been offering merit in the Kanzean Shrine of the Meditation Hall for a great many beloved beings as they come and go. Among these good folks, there have been children, or grandchildren, or foals, or kittens, or puppies born or adopted. There have been those who have moved away, or who have recently arrived or returned. Those who have changed jobs or retired, 
or closed or started businesses. Lost friends. Lost animal friends. Lost family. There have been some who have graduated or had kids graduate and go off to school or to life. There have been those who have gotten married, gotten divorced, grown up, grown older, grown sick, gotten well, or not gotten well, and died and become newly dead. Not all at once, of course. It has been a continual flow. Not all of this coming and going happens all at once, or to one single person. But it has been persistently, endlessly, happening. The swell and drop of these waves of arising and passing. Nothing stays the same forever. For this we may rejoice, and for this we may mourn. In the Shobo Genzo, Dogen points out the following for us to hear. Meditation master Engo once said, Life fully manifests its function, and death fully manifests its function as well, all within the limits of great unbounded space. For they are both the moment-by-moment manifestations of a sincere heart. When we take notice of something in life that comes or goes, its coming or going is a reminder of our own potential for coming and going. At times this can hit home. When we are open to this reminder, it can serve as a catalyst for us to open to the truth, to awaken to the truth of all things, that all things come and go. This week, again, the temple is engulfed by the hazy air that comes of the wildfires burning across our region. The heat and the smoke bring unrelenting, sticky closeness. And with my wish that it were not so comes grumpiness. The trees wilt. Wild animals lie down or go underground. Songbirds fall silent. The cat sprawls listlessly on the slightly cooler tile floor. Even the insects have become sluggish. What happens when I try to resist what is unfolding? When I push away the reality of what is coming or the reality of what is going? What happens when, in my resistance, this aching cry of, no, I don't want this, surfaces from within me. 
Do my cries change the reality? Inward or outward cries, they seem to relieve my suffering for the moment to a certain degree. My protest is just a natural expression of the weight on my heart. But however much I dig in my heels, however much I howl, no, not this, what comes, comes, and what goes, goes. Then it is here, or it's gone. I do what I can to mitigate suffering, to be true to what's good to do. And still, I could look deeper than my pushing away. I could let go of this judgment as it arises. Let the wave of what is break over me. I could just see things for what they are, whatever they are. Things as they are, that's reality. That's truth. And there is a saying in Zen, Always we must be willing to be disturbed by the truth. This points to how helpful it can be to let go of forever trying to control reality. This is what practice is for, what meditating and trying to keep the precepts are for to lay down the pathways that prepare me to stand up straight and go on in the midst of the inevitable coming and going. Is it heat and smoke that's coming? Is what's going a loss beyond imagining? Is it joy or sorrow beyond any I've ever known that's coming or going? What is this that is? When we say that which is in Buddhism, in Zen, we mean that which is eternal, unchanging, pervading. That which is includes all that is, permeates all that is. In its essence, at root, all that comes and goes is of that which is. In essence, even the unchanging is always coming and going. The eternal flows. Grief may play a part in the realization of this coming and going nature of things. Also, just the realization of this may bring grief 
What do I do with the arising of grief? The expression of my grief can be an expression of caring. What might I be prompted to offer in my grief? In my sorrow at losing someone, when at a loss, consider what might I have to give? When overwhelmed with grief, it can sometimes help to offer something, anything. Offer a word of appreciation. Offer my silence. Offer my sympathies, however awkward I feel. Offer merit in the privacy of my little altar, quietly or tearfully. Offer stillness. Offer a casserole, a tribute, my presence. Offer all acceptance or offer partial acceptance. Offer this yawning sadness into the hands of that which endures, the all-embracing, the everlasting, which can help enormously to hold everything. Ceremony at the time of birth, ceremony at the time of death, these are simply and profoundly the recognition of the coming and going of Buddha in the person of that one who comes or goes. Likewise, when any one of us comes into the room or exits it, and our arrival or departure is acknowledged. Always we must be willing to be disturbed by the truth. That is, willing to let go, perhaps quite gently, right where we would prefer to hang on. In his talk, On That Which Comes Like This, Dogen compassionately offers the following. And by what means are we to know that that which is exists? In a word, we know it is so because both our body and mind together make their appearance within the whole universe, yet neither is ours to possess. This body is already not me, and each life flows on through time. It is beyond our ability to halt it for even a moment. Where has the ruddy face of our youth gone? Were we to seek it out, it has left not a trace. When we look deeply, we see that the myriad things of the past will not come back again. A heart that is sincere likewise does not remain fixed, but comes and goes, moment by moment, 
We may say that there is truth in this sincere heart, but it is not something that lingers behind within the vicinity of a personal self. When I am grieving, the arising of the impediments of greed, hatred, and delusion may appear simply in a form such as this, that I want the person to be with us, that I don't want to be without them, and that I cannot believe that they are gone. It does not mean that I am bad that the impediments arise. It means I am human. It means I am here. This is very important to understand when following the Buddha's teaching. There is no judgment upon the arising of the impediments. There is only their arising and what I do about it. Which may be simply holding gently what is. There is no problem arising with the arising of grief upon encountering some form of the great tide of coming and going. At times of grief we are opened to the reality of the flowing nature of all things. His great grief was what prompted the prince Siddhartha to start out on his quest for liberation from the round of births and deaths, comings and goings. Grief set him on the path to becoming Buddha. When grieving, let it open you to what is. Again, as Dogen says, when we look deeply, we see that the myriad things of the past will not come back again. A heart that is sincere likewise does not remain fixed, but comes and goes, moment by moment. Recognizing my sincere heart, how may I let go of my clinging to the idea of remaining fixed? How may I let my heart come and go? How may I let my heart flow in this very moment? Welcome what is. The times when we feel most deeply are also the times when we may long most greatly to be free of our suffering. At these times we may very naturally feel raw, lost, helpless, worried, Uneasy. 
disturbed by the truth. In fact, in our clear vulnerability, we may become more real than when we feel in control. In the heartfelt sincerity which reveals itself in our obvious disorientation, we may be all the more likely to find our way. At such times, the coming and going of what is all around us is offering us freedom. The freedom of what it is really to decide only whether to turn right or left at this very crossroads before us, or whether to stay put or move on just for right now. Always we are both coming and going. The appearance of what is coming is only one side of a coin. On that other side of the coin of existence is also the appearance of going, and vice versa. The appearance of a friend who has just arrived at my door means that she will be departing before we even realize it. All that arises passes away. When we can dwell within the ever-shifting that which is, as we both come and go, in this very moment, we can know peace like water flowing. This is possible because whatever may be coming and going, we are all at our very center, nothing but pure Buddha nature, with our own particular face, waving hello and goodbye. Thank you for joining us in listening to Serene Reflections from the Heart that Seeks the Way. To learn more about this practice, including more about how to meditate, you are invited to visit our website at walawabuddhisttemple.org. Here, in the Kanzayan Shrine of our Meditation Hall, 
we offer the merit of our practice of serene reflection meditation to all beings, including you, wherever you may be.